Welcome to Miracles in Recovery with Ray Lynch. If you are one of the millions of people facing addiction issues or the loved one of someone who is, we're here to help and to discuss solutions. Hope is in your corner. Now, here's your host, Ray Lynch. Good evening and welcome to Miracles in Recovery. It is January 13th. Amazing. Crazy. Time flies. Yeah, two days before the Toys for Tots after action report is done. Of course, mine was done as soon as they opened it up. I hate procrastinating with that because all you need is the two most important words after the whole thing is balances Uh and congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys have a staff party for all the people that worked on it? Yeah, February 8th, we're going to do a a thank you over at the... uh, VFW, they are the American Legion on Savannah. Yeah. That's good. Um, We ultimately uh, donated 31,184 toys to 7,184 children. That's amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. Those numbers may be a little bit off, but I, you know. I still still walk around with a little bit of brain damage, but that's that was close. It was like four point something toys per child. Good. Yeah. Well, you know, Marcy and I sponsored a, a right, little, the boy little boy in the foster yeah program where we are, and um, I got pictures in the mail of Santa and Mrs. Claus at the oh, party. None awesome. of the kids, but Santa, you know, Santa arriving in yeah. the helicopter and getting awesome. out and all that. Yeah. So. Lots of good-hearted people. You know, I, I'm looking at your eye and I see the lens. Yeah. Right? Because, um, and the reason why I'm, I'm making mention of it, Amaya had stayed here for a, a, like a, a, a night or two um, last week before I got my cold. She gave it to me, actually. Um, thank you. Yeah. And she was doing something with a light. Oh. Right? And she looked at my left eye. And then she says, you know, she was playing doctor. And she looked at my left eye and she goes, oh, that one's fine. And then she looked at my right eye and the expression on her face, yeah. like, yeah, it, it completely scares it, it, it's, it's freaky. If you have an intraocular lens, which we get yeah. with cataract surgery, and I have, I have them in both of my eyes. If the sun or some a certain kind type of light hits you just right, you it kind of right. look like it, an alien. Yeah, and, and that's what she, she went like. You're okay. And then she looked and she was like, she said, what is that? And I I told her that they they fixed my eye surgically. And so then she kept, you know, and then it was like a doctor. Yeah, she's got to see it, got to see it, got to see it. Yeah, so she's, let me see your eye, let me see your eye. A lot of times people will look at me, you know, like across the table or something and go, hmm. You know, what, yeah, what's, yeah, what's you, you wrong see with the, your you, eyes? You and I'm the, like, nothing. Yeah, you see their expression change. Yeah. It does look weird. My The first time I saw it was on my brother. And yeah. I didn't know that he'd had the surgery. I was like, what is that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, but, but I'll tell you what. I see a thousand times better with mine. Well, it, it corrected many things for me. So, yeah. but it, it's gotten worse again. Such are the perils of getting older. But I had mine really, really early. Most people don't get them in their 50s. You know, my mom didn't get them until she was in her mid-70s. Or didn't have to have the surgery anyway. I I think they're they're, uh, baking for a while before you need surgery. Uh, yeah. But it did make a difference. I don't have to wear glasses or contacts anymore. Uh, Well, I still have to wear them to read... Well, I, I got what they call monovision because I had it when I had contacts. One eye is for close-up, and so it's it's instead of being twenty twenty, it's twenty forty. Oh, because you, when your eye when you're nearsighted, that must messed you, you up see. a little bit. Though, it did. At first. It did. Yeah. No. It, well, I, I had already done it with my contacts, so it wasn't that oh, big okay. a deal. But when right. you get way older, like in your sixties, and other stuff starts happening, yeah, way, way older in your sixties. We're both in our sixties. Yeah, well, what you're you just barely in your sixties. Well, still, I mean, I'm there. You're just and, cruising over that. And um, I I feel like I'm all of uh, fifty nine and a half right yeah, now. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, but no, actually, I, I I feel fantastic. I I uh, go to uh, cardiac rehab three times a week and. Um, 
I'm, I'm no worse for wear. It's funny because Saturday and Sunday, my body is fine. I yeah. woke up this morning knowing that I had to go and I oh, was sore. Oh, and you're sore. feeling terrible. Yeah. Oh, I know. I added 30 minutes of cardio onto my workout. I had not been doing it because I hate it. Yep. And I decided I needed to. Oh, my gosh. It made me feel awful at first. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you kind of wonder, you kind of wonder how, you know, like, um, how much these fighters have to go through. Yeah. Like cardio just to be able to keep that stamina up in the third and fourth and fifth and eighth round. It, it, it just, know? I was wiped out this last week. Every Wiped out. It just, you know, today I, I was better. I'm, I'm trying to do... Th- um, 10 minute miles and I do three of them so you yeah. know three miles in 30 minutes and it's hard yeah it's yeah. hard but uh, you know it, 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 as long as you as long as you're still moving you know then then you're ahead of the game I guess yeah but it is getting easier so that's the good news well that means you just have to make it harder no <laughs> it's hard enough <laughs> um so yeah, we weren't on last week because we were both we definitely uh, or something sick. Or yeah, right. And um, I, I still, I still feel that it comes and goes. And and people have said everybody that I've talked to this week, I've said, uh, and I can't get. I I have a cold, and they're like, yeah, I do too. And I've had it for X amount of weeks. I'm like, oh great. Yeah, everybody's been so you know? sick with this. I have friends that have had pneumonia. What was that? What was that thing? Starve a fever, feed a feed a cold. Feed a cold, starve a fever. Feed a cold, starve a fever. Yeah, fever. I mean, you know, you know, when you've got a fever, you can throw up and stuff if you're not careful. But with a cold, I, I think you need to eat chicken soup and stuff. Yeah. See, I, I I haven't been, and that's one benefit of, I I, I don't want to say benefit, but that's one of the things that, um. I lost thirty pounds. You look very thin. Yeah, um, and and I could use to lose a little bit more, but it's it's incredible. No, I don't think so. Yeah, no, I mean, in order to uh, you got to be close to your marine weight now. No, I was uh, I was uh, one sixty eight. I was like one seventy. And I'm at, I'm 179. I was gonna say you look about yeah. 170 now. Yeah. So um, yeah, no, I. I so you're I, close. Yeah, I don't want to get I don't want to get any any lesser. But the thing is, is that I don't I don't eat as much. Yeah. And I am eating the right stuff, and I think that's what's helping me. For the longest time, I ate crap. Yeah. You know. Um, it's easy to do. Yeah, I mean, do I want pizza? Absolutely. Yeah. But. Uh, and and here we go right right to the right to the heart of the show. Do I want heroin? Absolutely. Uh-huh. I've been doing without it for thirty years, so I think I've been doing okay. You know, I think I'll do okay without it today. So I think I'll do okay without that pizza as well. You know, um, well, yeah, and that's I think the, food can become an addiction too. Well, yeah, but that's a lot the of that's that. You know, if you look at it in that aspect. Um, there was a lot of things that I was putting in my body uh, that didn't belong there. Yeah. Um, not only as an active addict, but as a recovering addict, not paying attention to the full physical, spiritual, and mental aspect of it. You know, like I, I've heard people say, you know, they're up there sharing their story and somebody's sitting next to me, you know, they're like 300 pounds and they're sharing their story and someone next to me said, are they really living the program? And it makes you think. Yeah. Like, hmm. Yeah, did did you replace one substance yeah, with one another, another? That's, you know, legal, that's not going to land you in jail, yeah, that I probably isn't pounds. going to make you yeah. want to steal stuff. Yeah. No, no, you yeah. weren't. No, but um, but it, it. I think it's we we medicate with all sorts of things. And you are what you eat. Yes, you know. And and I think that I think that I got into the situation that I was in with my heart because of how I was eating. I mean, yes, it's yes, it's uh, hereditary, and yes, all of that other stuff. But I think I um. Just enforced it mm-hmm. with with eating, 
you know, I would opt to eat a bag of chips or Twinkies or something stupid versus salad. And today I eat a salad every day. Really? The, well, the benefit, the benefit, why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think I could eat a salad every day. The, well, the, you know something? It, when, I, when you wipe out all of the carbs and when you wipe out all of the, you know, the need for sugar and all of that, like I walk in the, I walk in the, like in Publix and yeah, those, those cookies look great. Mm-hmm. Last night I was in there getting a, uh, a Cobb salad, not a Cobb salad, a uh, um, Caesar, Caesar salad, ready-made Caesar salad. And I walked up and down the aisles to grab a couple of things for, you know, like for the dogs and for um, almond milk and stuff like that. And uh, I was, I found myself on the cookie and chip aisle. Yeah. And would it be, I, I grabbed some chips, but uh, there are... Uh, Dorito type things, not not the no the tortilla chips. Yeah, there but there's some really good ones. Yeah, Sweet yeah. potato, kale, yeah, they're excellent. Right. Uh-huh. And I was walking down by the cookies, and you know the Oreos were like, "Hey, hey what's up, dude? <laughs> Ray, where you and, been?" And that right there, it's funny because I kind of laughed and said, "That's my ghost on the corner," because the cookies were talking to me. Yeah, I don't need them. I don't need to step back into. That using individual that's still waiting for me on the corner 30 years later, right. he'll definitely welcome me back. I mean, he's probably not looking for me like he used to, but he'll definitely welcome me back if I choose to go there. So, um, you know, with the cookies, I just kind of chuckled a little bit and kept going, you know. And when I got home, I ate the salad and it was it was good. Janelle called me and said, "Hey, you want to go to want to go down to Fernando's to um, to eat?" And I was like, "No, I just ate a salad. I'm good." And I never would have said that before, because there's there's uh, homemade food down there. He's from he's from New Bedford, but he but he well he's from Portugal and he lived in New Bedford, owned a couple of restaurants, but he he has a place here. So I've been eating his food for. He, he he fed me when I was homeless, helpless, and loveless out his back door. Oh, really? Door. Yeah. Oh. So I've been eating his food for... 30 years? Yeah, if not more. more. Yeah, yeah, more than 30 yeah, years. Yeah, because you're clean and, uh, 30 years. And now... Almost 31, right? Aren't we getting oh, close? Oh, yeah, February yeah. 28th. So, um, you know, it, it's crazy how if we apply these principles and all we do then we realize along the way that there's a lot of things that we are uh, denying ourselves growth in. You know, who knows what? Who knows how I'll be eating next month? But I do know that um, I am very aware that it's time that I need to take care of Ray the way that I'm supposed to. And that when the doctor told me that, you know, if you do the right thing, you'll live a, you know, a healthy, long life. Who am I to disrespect myself by eating a bag full of Twinkies or cookies or something like that? Because, you know, it's absolutely um, one is too many and a thousand is never enough enough with jelly beans. Yeah. You know, so why even bother? Yeah, just don't start. No. Don't start. No. And that's the hardest thing. That is the hardest thing. If you know, if you're working if you, and you have you, to eat out, but if we apply these principles in in all our practices, then why can't I do that with food? I did it with I did it with drugs and alcohol, and I, I'm a proven success with that. Only well, in, you only have in to have food to time. live, and right. I think a but lot no. of a lot of the food that that is out there that appeals to us. You know, they say it's got stuff in it. Well, that's the thing. It appeals to us. That doesn't mean that we necessarily have to eat it. There's something else, like a salad, that will yeah. do the right but thing. But it takes a great deal of discipline, a great deal of discipline to be able to, you know, order a salad when everybody else is getting a cheeseburger with all kinds of stuff on it yeah, and french I'm, fries. Yeah, I'm good with that. You know, it's funny. We, uh, we went out to eat and um, we went to a restaurant and everybody ordered stuff. And, and when it came to me, I asked him, I said, do you have Brussels sprouts? 
And <laughs> she was like, yeah, like thinking I wanted yeah. to add it instead of the corn. I said, can I have two orders of those, please? And she said, that's it? Yeah. I said, yeah, that's that. That's it. And that's something that I never ate. Yeah, I don't like them. You know something? I didn't, but I do now. Do you? So, uh, steak or Brussels sprouts? I mean, oh, I granted, definitely take the Brussels sprouts with that. But no, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like it's so, uh, I don't know. You know, it, apply these principles in all we do, and and um, you'll be successful too. And I I, I lost track of. Uh, eating, I lost track of. Uh, fortunately enough, all the other crap didn't flow back in. But I mean, you, you have to. It, it's constant, a constant vigilance. It'll get you, however it gets you. Right. You know, and it wants my disease you. wants me dead. It doesn't care if it got me with, with heroin or Oreos. Right. You know, and maybe easier to get people with Oreos. Of course it is. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine, David. Used to used to jokingly say in meetings, death by donuts. Yeah. You know? And it's so very true. Oh, yes. I yeah. can remember. I couldn't wait to get to work on Friday morning because somebody brought donuts every Friday. We took turns. <laughs> and that was the excitement of the day. Right. Running in there to get those donuts. That's, and, and they're terrible for you. There's nothing redeeming about a donut except that it tastes good. And that, you know, unfortunately, that's... In this country, anyway, that's where we are. Everybody, everybody's overweight. Everybody. I look. I, I go on the college campus. You know where I went to school, and we were all skinny. And the kids are not skinny anymore at all, and it kind of worries no. me. Yeah. I mean, it's very hard to find, a, especially a female that's not overweight. No. Yeah. I mean, Which, you know, the athletes aren't, but everyone else is. It's very <laughs> strange. Yeah, still, still got a little cough, so deal with it. Um, you know, and, and, and uh, it's, I don't know, like, like anything else. It's just, you know, we all have, we all have our own personal awarenesses. And that's not one thing that, you know, how I changed, how I changed my eating habits is not something that I'm going to tell somebody else they have to do. Right. You know, it's not something that um, I'm going to try to force on anyone else. When I got clean, I didn't try doing that because... You can't. No. It's up to everyone to make their own decision. The only thing you can do... Is be there. Yeah. If someone needs you, you're there. Yeah. And, yep. and that is truly all you can do. Yeah. That, that, you know, that has been my experience with working with active addicts. If they don't want help or they're not ready to receive help, nothing you do is going to make any difference. And, you know, it's unfortunate, but we've got, you know, we've just got to be there for the people when they're there. We're going to go to break because I'm about ready to cough my head off here. Call 866-472-5792. 866-472-5792. With your questions or comments, when Alan and I return on the Miracles and Recovery Radio Show. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health and Wellness. Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today with one thing that has been consistent inconsistency. Both healthcare providers and patients have to work around and get used to a constantly changing set of rules and issues. Nurses have historically been left out of this decision making. Listen to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. Health professionals, we invite you to share your ideas and experiences while listening to experts in various areas of nursing. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health and Wellness. 
You are listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back. If you or your organization would like to be a featured guest on the show, please send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. We'll send you an information packet on how to schedule a time for you to be on the show so that we can focus on what you have to bring to the recovery community. And we do truly, truly, truly appreciate and love our guests. We've had some fascinating people on. Yeah, I mean, in in, in all different aspects of... Of life, and then <laughs> what are you speaking about? And then um, you know you can translate it into you know addiction, recovery. There's a lot of things that people talk to me about that because I'm I don't want to say the word programmed, but because I'm conditioned to look at it on a you know life's greater scale. I can always switch it into something that can help an addict or right. someone in recovery and, and you know, well, they're, I'm grateful for that. Yeah, they're, we've had guests that talk about family dynamics, that talk about, you know, uh, medication-assisted therapy, all types of, different types of recovery, um, different types of recovery programs. I mean, just some, there's so much out there there's so many different ways yeah. to approach trying to get better from this you know and, and different things work for different people so I think one of the the most interesting things about doing this show is the fact that we can talk to people who are doing different things and approaching it in different ways and these people are still even though everything is so completely different from you know one way of doing it versus another it it works. It works for the people who need it. It works for, you know, it may not work for everybody, but you can find the spot that you need to begin because there are so many different modalities now and so many different ways to approach this. And I think it's just fascinating. Just everything that's going on in our country now right. and, and around the world, really, you know, that there's there's a bigger awareness of of addiction. And I think mainly because of the opioid crisis it just it hit middle class america so hard that it but, brought it to the forefront yeah but it but it also when you when you look at it and i don't know if it's because we're looking through that eye i think that they pay attention to a lot more lesser uh what would be the word um, I don't want to say vital, but there, there's 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 a lot of money being put into things that there may not be that drastic of a need. Right, and you know? and I think the first, and I was this way too, as a parent, the first thing you think is, oh, I've got to get them to a hospital. Yeah, I've got to get them to a rehab. They'll fix them. Yeah, and you know, so That's you go the traditional true. rehab route. Yeah. Now, well, actually, I think it's probably not true for most people. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm living proof it's not true. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, every I addict ready. I've ever yeah. talked to has been through many. Yeah. And a lot of them just... There are the exceptional few. True. Yeah. Who are ready, but you just... It's, yeah. it's the It's getting, being ready. Yeah. And you don't realize that when, you know, as as an outsider, you know, as, as somebody in the public who's been charged with trying to do something about this. You you know, you go the traditional route. That's what everybody's heard. Yeah. Rehab, that's, that'll fix them. And then when it doesn't, you're like, wow, it was the wrong rehab. Let's try another one. You know, somebody somebody approached me about um, about a rehab, not, not uh, for a suggestion to buy into. Mm-hmm. And... My first re- my first statement back to them, they're a recovering addict as well. I don't know how well I would do in the business right. of recovery. And he said, no, I, I, I get you. And that's why I left the place that I was at because of the business. Right. It was money before. Money before know. helping And so I asked, know. I said, well, why did this place close? And he said he couldn't get anybody in the beds. I wonder and why. 
something was wrong. Yeah. Something was wrong. You didn't have an understanding of of what it was to, you know, and and it was it was buying into um actually it wasn't even really buying in. It was it was taking over underneath all the all the uh, existing licenses and all of that. And uh I I don't know if 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 I would want the I, I like my mindset now. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to put on a, a tie every morning and go in there and say, oh, man, there's a bed that we need to fill. Uh, yeah, I, I get you, know? you. Because, again, it's money over. Yeah. Operationally, I, over. operationally, I would be cool. Administratively, I don't think so. You know, if the, if the, if the responsibility of filling the beds were on me, I don't even like marketing this show because right. I, I feel guilty like I'm trying to profit off of somebody else's, you know, um, misery. Yeah. Misery, yeah. Yeah, I know. I, it always seemed kind of wrong to me that, that it costs so much. Yeah. But then healthcare in the U.S. is way out of work. Horrifically expensive. So. You know, if you're talking a thousand dollars a day for a rehab, maybe it's not that much. I, you know, I don't know. You know, I got a. Uh, speaking of that, I got a bill from a doctor. I was in uh, the hospital the second time after uh, I was in for two two days. Ninety thousand dollars. Wow. Were you in CCU? Yeah. Uh, well, that's yeah. why. Yeah. So. Wow. Oh well, no, it was. I it was ICU. Okay. Yeah. One of, was, one of the one of, um, yeah. you were at a high level of care. Basically, there are there are all yeah, kinds of different. That's crap. It, it, well, what it is is you have. I think the nurse that I had had two rooms instead of five. Five or, or yeah. six. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean the the care I got was fantastic. The fortunately, um, I'm retired from uh, the state of Massachusetts, and they, you know, f- from uh, the fire department with on the uh, uh, heart and lung bill. Mm-hmm. So everything and anything that has to do with my heart, the state owns. Ah. So they pay a hundred percent. Cost me nothing. Oh to well, have. then you're golden. They'll yeah, keep you I in mean, there forever. Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, is that the insurance companies know that, and that's why. Uh, 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 hospitals know that. And of that's why insurance is all out of whack. There is a team of people waiting for you in the hospital. They have already checked your insurance to see how yeah. much they're going to pay based on your diagnosis. And they are ready and waiting to make sure you get out while their reimbursement is optimal. Right. If, if you stay too long and they know exactly when that moment is, mm-hmm. they are going to get rid of you. I did. Um, that's what I did for a living. So I know right. it's yeah. terrible. Well, it's well terrible. even when I worked for the uh, toxicology lab, um, they would set a crazy price. Like they, they would, they would, you know, say set $650 per panel mm-hmm. and they do seven or eight panels and the insurance company would come back and pay him 178. Right. You know, and they accepted it. They never. They well, never. Well, that's because they had a negotiated rate with the insurance yeah. company already. But so, so then why put it at that? At that. Because rate? they they negotiate different rates with different insurance companies and different yeah. insurance companies and employers. The employers factor in there too. Right. It's, and I guess you have to. You you can't you can't like. Uh, Set six hundred for one. I guess you just have to put it across the board so that somebody doesn't say, "Well, why are you charging them less?" Or no, they can do it differently, yeah. and they do. Like you know, my employer has a lot of clout, so they negotiate lower rates than yep. you know a, a smaller company. So even though it's underwritten by a large American company, they can get better rates because the employer, who is also hooked into it, is making sure that they get lower rates. Yeah. So they they negotiate with each insurance. And the, the rates can be vastly different. It's not fair. I mean, they, you know, they have a price, the cash price. Yeah, yeah. And the cash price is going to be way higher than the insurance negotiated yeah. price. And, and, well, and that's the bad thing because the person that can't afford insurance, they sure as hell can't afford Can't afford, care. yes. But, you know, we have the anti-dumping laws. They have to at least treat them in the ER. But there's a saying yeah. called treat them and street them. 
Oh, the, I, I saw that in Maryland. There was a woman that was in the emergency room. They put her right out, like with the with the with the blanket yeah. out in the, out out in in the, the street. street. Literally, treat them and straight yeah. them. Do the do the minimum, and say goodbye. Yeah. Don't don't worry about whether they've got anywhere to go, whether they have a ride. Yeah. As and, soon as they're out your door, they're done. And sadly, the people that are suffering from some sort of mental illness. Uh, the ones that really get oh yeah, they or get or somebody fun. who's yeah. who's overdosed, you yeah. know, they're they're going to Narcan them, they're going to make sure they're okay, and they're going to get them, yeah. throw them right out the door to go right back out and do it again, which is what they normally. But they do. did that. They did that thirty five years ago to me. Yeah, you know. Well, I think it's, you yeah. know it's just gotten worse. But that they're you know it's called treat them and street them. Mm-hmm. And if you had insurance, you might get admitted. But if you don't. Or your insurance is no good, or you got a real high deductible, which they right. can check in an instant. Forget it. Well, I mean, a lot of insurances won't even uh, cover like an overdose or something like that. Well, you know what I mean? well, they will, but they won't. Not, not. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, you have to meet your twenty thousand dollar deductible first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That's how that right. works. Catastrophic yeah, that's right. Yeah, care. I did that already. Yeah. Catastrophic care. Yeah. It's horrific. So. Yeah, I don't think we have the best healthcare system in the world anymore. No, and I don't know enough about it to. I mean, I have. I'm covered by Blue Cross Blue Shield Massachusetts, uh, but we're self. Um, You're self insured. Self sustaining. Mm-hmm. The city of New Bedford, like, if if you have, I, and I didn't know this until a guy that I was working at the fire station with, his daughter was born with a cleft lip, uh, cleft lip and she had to go for surgeries, mm-hmm. and they said, enough is enough. She's gone for so many surgeries, right. she needed maybe two more to get And they her. said no. And they said no. Yep, they do so, that a lot. So um, he called an 800 number, and he got somebody down at City Hall. Oh, really? Yeah. And he was like, who are you to say that? Because he knew. Hi, this is Angela, or whatever. And uh, he's like, you're in New Bedford. And she's like, uh, yeah. We're, we're the, you know, we're the insurance. Uh, and he was like, who are you to say that my daughter, you know, we live in the same city. We, we get the same paycheck. And, you know, so ultimately... He was able to um, have proof of need, mm-hmm. but like when when the 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 people in your city are policing you, it's kind of I don't know. It just you know what I mean. If it was somebody in Omaha, you don't have access to him. Right. He could walk right into City Hall and go right to her door and knock on it and go. Yeah. Why are you, what doing, are you doing this? Yeah. Yeah. It's not medically necessary. Yes, it is. Yeah. They do the same thing with addicts. You know, you get a certain number of inpatient days or partial hospitalization days or whatever they're trying to call it. But that's all you get. But then they... And then then you must be discharged and you have to stay out a certain number of days before you can come back. Yeah, but but, I mean, they can can still rework that because they, they, they request five. And then they put some kind of package in saying that you're, you know, not at the spot where you're supposed to be to be discharged. And they give you two or three more days. Yeah, but but when you really need two or three more months, but see, that's, that's the problem. The, that, see, that's right there is the, the business aspect of it that I wouldn't be right. able to do. Right, because you know you're putting yeah. this person right back out there and yeah. they're probably going to go right back to what they were doing and they're probably going to get worse. Yeah. And they may do too much and overdose immediately because when they get out, they've been clean for a few weeks, you know, it's, it's going to hurt them. Yeah. And that's what happens a lot, mm-hmm. a lot. And the same thing, you know, when they get out of jail, they've been off it for a certain amount of time, but they're going to go right back to it because they don't have the mental recovery that they need, you know, to be able to stop. The majority of people... Um What was I going to say? The majority of people who overdose and die have just recently yeah gotten left. out of jail or gotten yeah. out of rehab. Yep. Yeah. It's because their tolerance has been reduced. Changed. Yeah. But they start at the same amount. Yeah. 
Yep. And that, and, that and, happens a lot. And and there's zero responsibility for the place that put them out. I mean, granted, you're, you're you know you're the responsible person. Them got put out because she wasn't doing what she was supposed right. to be doing. If she overdosed, that place wouldn't have taken any responsibility whatsoever. No, because they there they, they, they cross their T's and dot their I's. There was a place in Delray, West Palm. Karen bought them. Um, oh yeah, and. The smaller company was being uh, brought to court for um, like negligent homicide. The, oh, wow. the case ultimately, because the person left, they put him out. The person left and overdosed like within forty-eight hours. And um, I forget what the name of the place was. It's a reputable place, but the, I, I think what happened is that the person came in high. Mm-hmm. They held them for a few hours and then was like, no, we, we're going dist- to get rid of this person. They put him back out on the street 48 hours. They were dead. And, of course, the family wanted, you know, justice. Yeah. They didn't win, but it stained their name. They had to, they had to sell to Karen in order to be uh, encompassed to stay, into yeah, that. Yeah. To stay in business. Yeah. It's it's a it's a slippery slope yeah. when you're dealing with addicts because you're not going to be no they're not successful. the most honest people in right. the world and and you know if you go to a rehab which I did a lot and say well what's your success rate they can't tell you no they'll lie and say ninety eight percent or something like but, that uh, you know tell me tell me how many are clean five years later yeah well you know something you can't go on that and we've we've already had this conversation that if somebody asked me i would say a hundred percent and they'd say well what do you mean by that so the people who failed weren't ready right the people who were successful are the ones that are still clean so we're a hundred percent successful even if even if four months down the road somebody that a person chooses to get high they became a volunteer at that point what we what we gave them, they left with, they stayed clean. We're one hundred percent successful. That's that's a little bit too much of a uh, a fudge. But if you're not ready, the ta- all the times that I wasn't ready doesn't mean that those fourteen programs weren't uh, successful. They were very successful. I chose not to use the knowledge they gave me. Call 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792 with your questions or comments when Ellen and I return on the Miracles and Recovery Radio Show. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today with one thing that has been consistent inconsistency. Both healthcare providers and patients have to work around and get used to a constantly changing set of rules and issues. Nurses have historically been left out of this decision making. Listen to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. Health professionals, we invite you to share your ideas and experiences while listening to experts in various areas of nursing. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. When a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer, it's probably the most frightening thing that's ever happened to her. Friends and family often don't know what to do for support, not to mention the patient herself. That's where Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio comes in. Join Becky Olson, breast cancer survivor and advocate. She helps by providing inspiration, information, and most of all, hope. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. your health where you think it should be if you're like most people the answer is probably not where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track the answers start on occupy health each week host dr susan downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider you'll want to plan for your optimal health with occupy health listen fridays at 11 a.m pacific time 2 p.m eastern time on voice america health and wellness A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness.
You are listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. And we're back for segment three as Ray drops his pen on the floor. I dropped my pen right at the wrong time. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, we've been talking about a bunch of different stuff. And, you know, the cool thing is, is that we can just get on and talk about whatever. And I'm sure that within the hour, someone can relate to something or a few things that that we've talked about. And, and one thing that, that really uh, I, I'd like to, to, to reiterate is, is that we're not against uh, programs. We, we, no, not we're speaking from personal um, understanding, personal uh, situations. And, you know, I'm sure that there are a lot of people out there that have experienced a lot of the negatives of a facility that is, quote unquote, willing to help your loved one. Don't get discouraged and don't quit. You know, there's there's plenty of people out there. You know, I, I said, you know, X amount of times that I was in a, a detox and it didn't work because I didn't work it. I don't know how many people that I've met along the way that never even had to go. Right. They just said enough is enough. Right. There wasn't that tragic impedance. They, I mean... There was, but not to to that uh, effect. And, you know. Well, in my situation, it was just like, oh, my gosh, I've got to do something. So let's go to rehab. And then right. again, let's go to rehab. Let's go to the halfway house. Let's do, you know. Yeah. It was constantly me. She never came to me and said, help me. I need to go to rehab. No. Never. No, no, no. no. And, and that's that, that's where I was in a lot of, a lot of times. Uh, I was just looking for a bed. Yeah. It wasn't, you know. Yeah, I mean, this is a way to get me off her back, and maybe yeah. you know, I think in some part of her mind, she did want help, and was oh, yeah, hopeful that it be, would. She wouldn't be doing what she's doing if she didn't. Right. Yeah. I you mean, know. the seed was planted a long time ago. But it, you know, it it took what it took to, as you say, reach the saturation point of yeah. being ready to not do this anymore, mm-hmm. and you know, live differently. And boy, the change is amazing. Yeah. I mean, totally and completely amazing. The most goody two-shoes person you'll ever meet in your life. Well, I, I probably wouldn't go that far. No, I would. Yeah. I yeah. would. Yeah. I, I actually, um, I had forgotten that I had allowed her to put something on one of my credit cards because she was having difficulty with PayPal. Mm-hmm. And so I get the bill today. And I'm like, what in the world is this? Yeah. And I didn't think of her at all. I just thought, you know, my card's been compromised. So I had my purse on my bed, and she went in my room, and she was like, what? You thought I stole your credit card, uh, and you were hiding your purse under your pillow again? Because I used to sleep with my purse yeah, and right. my keys yeah, under no, my pillow. It. Yeah, And she, you know, and I, I, that thought, thank God, because it's been almost three years, um, yeah. had not occurred to me. It really and truly had, <laughs> but you know, it was still in her mind that I would think that. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And of course, I because we automatically um, revert back ourselves. Uh, our our defense mechanisms yeah. just go right up. And I, you yeah. know, I don't know if she believed me, but that truly never entered yeah. my mind. And you know, know a many, few years ago, it certainly yeah. would have. Yeah, I don't know how many times, like when I first got clean, the first five years, I I said, you know. I spoke about my integrity when something happened and people weren't even thinking about me. Right. You know what I mean? I know my integrity is intact. Yeah, but you're still worried about Shut it. Shut up, Momo. Because yeah. because the thing is, is that I was worried about it. They There was the furthest thing from their mind. Yeah, they weren't even thinking about it. It's yeah. like me. I wasn't. Yeah. That wasn't, the, that wasn't the thought at all. And I had to call the company back and say, oh, it is my charge because I forgot. Yeah. It was she had heard Christmas you calling madness. and telling them? Um, I said something to her about it and she was like oh don't you remember no I still to this yeah. I don't but you know I believe her because there was a lot going on right it was Christmas madness 
Yeah, I know. I guess I guess even even with real life situations, never mind Christmas, just with all the chaos that you you dealt with, that uh, you know. Well, that's not normally something I would forget, but no. But I'm getting older, <laughs> and I don't remember a lot of stuff now. <laughs> And somebody was telling yeah, me there. Now you're using that as an excuse. Yeah, you're not but there, there's a, there's yeah, there's a saturation point. Certain thing, you know, enough stuff goes in your mind, things start flying out. True. You know, especially people's names and things like that. I I've I've given up on. Um, I went Sunday uh, after church. I went Sunday uh, to uh, Martin South with to, to give out communion. Oh really? With, with a guy from church, I was like, you know, when I was when I was in the hospital, there was a nice older, elderly woman that came in uh, to say hi, you know, and I was like, how'd you know that I'm Catholic? And she said, oh, it was on your VA records, and they, when you know, when they said they probably them, tell every you know, um, you know, she said, are you you know, associated with the church? Yes, St. Andrews. Uh, would you like? Uh, communion tomorrow and I was like yeah sure by all means so she came back the next day you know went through the whole thing and I thought that was really cool that that service was provided Mm -hmm. you know and I'm sure she was a volunteer yeah I know she absolutely a volunteer so I I told uh, Monsignor at the church a couple weeks ago that I was very impressed with with that It, it struck me then and it stayed with me so he said, fill out this form, and I'll have the woman call you, and you can see if this is something that you want to do. So I went uh, with this gentleman to Mountain South Sunday, visiting. Uh, oh, just like they did with you. Yeah, just like they did. And um, I don't know what I was getting at or why I originally said it, but it was... It was cool to be able to, you know, go in and visit the people. Um, and give the, back. The, yeah. The last person that we saw was, uh, was a lady. She was on a breathing treatment. She said, can you come back in like five minutes? So we came back like 20 minutes later. And um, her name was Ann. And she was in for something. And they found lung cancer. Oh, dear. You know, and uh, she says, well, I'm getting ready to leave. They're, they're transporting me at one o'clock. And I was like, where are you going? She said, to the nursing home. Why? So it really must be bad. Right? So, so there's nothing they can do. No. So um, the the guy that I was with said that they had prayer shawls, which are people make Afghans, little right. small Afghans. Right. And... Um, he asked her if she would like one, and um, she said, yeah, but I'm supposed to be leaving at 1. It was 1220. I'm supposed to be leaving at 1. Uh, he said, well, I'll send Ray down to get it, and I thought he meant it at the church. Right. So I went downstairs. They had him downstairs, and there was a card, and, and the, you know, I chose whatever color was there, and I brought it back upstairs, and all her family was there with her. And, you know, I excused myself and put it over her shoulders. And and when I was walking out, I was like, that's just so sad. Yeah. You know, but I I was put in that place to experience that for some reason. You know, because it wouldn't have happened if I if I didn't go. And it really touched you. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it it was uh, sadly. It was a great experience mm-hmm. for, for growth. Right. You know, um, I don't know how I'll probably never see this woman again. She lives in our community. Um, but I, I don't know. It was just, and, and, and it reverted me back to laying on my bed with when them telling me they could only open up half my heart. Right. And I was going to live life. It brought me kind of back to there, and now that all of my um, arteries are open and I'm going to live a healthy, happy life, maybe there's hope for her as well. 
Yeah, you never know. You know, and and to be able to put that to put that shawl over her shoulders was uh, it was kind of eerie in a way, but it was very relieving that um, I was able to do that. Well, it's kind of an honor too, really. Yeah, yeah. You know, it sounds like she was a nice person. Uh, yeah, I mean, everyone, there was no one that, that threw us out. There were people who said that they couldn't accept it because it's been forever that, you know, since they've been to church. And um, it's funny how people immediately tell on themselves. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've had Got that. Got a little I, guilt going there. Yeah, but I've had that happen. You know, I tell people, yeah, I'm, you know, 15 years clean or 27 years clean or, you know, almost 31. They immediately have to justify their use. Oh, really? You know what I mean? Like, oh, I only drink two drinks a day or, you know, or I only smoke uh, this or that. Or, you know, it's it's funny how that happens. And in a different situation, in, a, in another real life situation, you go in and you, you ask them, you know, uh, do you do you go to a local church? And they immediately, like, pull their own coat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I couldn't find one I liked. Actually, yeah. I'm guilty of that one. Yeah. <laughs> but you know it is what it is yeah we're humans are gonna do what they're gonna do yeah and sometimes it you know sometimes it hurts us sometimes it hurts other people yeah yeah and then and sadly it's the other people that we need to be aware of if we're the ones that are doing the hurting if we're hurting ourselves and we're out in the woods and we're all by ourselves and nobody cares about us and we're all alone which really isn't anyone right you know <laughs> Um, I mean, there may be. I I saw a veteran that died over in Tampa, and uh, he had no family, and None wasn't con- and and five thousand veterans showed up to his. Wow. Yeah, to his. Somebody put it on Facebook, and everybody went. This guy died. This guy died alone with no one, no son, no daughter, no wife, brothers, sisters, cousins that we could find. Wow. Five thousand people showed up. I wonder how he would have felt if they showed up before he died. Yeah. Yeah, but, but how do you know? You know? Yeah, I know. I know. But it, it, it's it's something to think about. Oh, it absolutely is. But so I so I think one of the one of the things that we can leave with is if you are that individual, reach out. I mean, people can't help you unless you, you put your hand out first. And there's always somebody who cares. Yeah. Always. There always is. And listen to our show on a weekly basis and you'll learn that we care. And with uh, Miracles in Recovery, hope is in your corner. That it is. Good night, everyone. Good night. Stay blessed. Thank you for joining us this week for Miracles in Recovery. Be sure to listen again for another edition with your host, Ray Lynch, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Have a great week. Hope is in your corner.